Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Right out the gate, I want to give you guys a little pre-warning. So, as you saw the title, Shop Talk, we were at Shooter's Archery. Uh, Josh and Kristen McDaniel own that shop in Linton. Linton, Indiana, get it right. But I like to call it Linden because it seems like it just Linda, Linden. Linda. Just, it feels better. But basically, they let us take over the shop on a Sunday right after Josh's birthday. So we are very, very thankful for them and allowing us to do that. Josh tuned all our bows in. Kristen held the four down. They bought us pizza. They bought us beer. It was a very welcoming experience. It was, for it us. was awesome. Um, Shooters is a top-notch bow shop, and I can't stress that enough. If you and so if you're in that area within a couple hours, I highly recommend the drive to go out there and get your bow tuned up. Get archery advice from from Josh and Kristen. They're they're top-notch people. They it know is. They it know is, what they're doing. It is a pro shop. Legit yeah. pro shop. And for everyone that's not in the area, you can have your bow shipped there. Josh will tune it and ship it back. He can build arrows. It's literally a custom shop. You want something done, call them. They can accommodate for you. They're willing to ship back and forth wherever you are. So if, if you're looking for that next level, whatever it is for your setup, they can accommodate for you and make something work for you. So I, I can't stress that enough. This is one of the best bow shops I've ever been to, if not yes. the best bow shop yeah. I've ever I been mean, to. I mean, everything from hunting to the target industry, they, they can do anything for you. Anything. Like, as far as you want to take it, they can do it. Mm-hmm. And Josh will literally set your bow up to a T. Yes, he's awesome. He's he's so personable. He will he'll explain things why he's doing what what you know what this is for why he does this versus this method. Um, he sets every bow up like he's setting his own yeah. bow up. Yep. He even paper tuned it, which I've never had someone yeah. do that before at a, at a shop. I oh, mean, bear shaft tuning. He can do it all. It's it's really cool. Um, so this podcast, we weren't on mics. Uh, Josh was literally tuning our bows and i grabbed the recorder i'm like hey i'm gonna do just a shop talk i hit the button and i just started walking around so 
just a pre-warning. It's not studio quality. It's we're in an echoey archery range, bouncing yep. around, yep. and it goes from talking to Josh to talking to Kristen to talking to whoever to drinking to, beers to drinking beer <laughs> to talking. Uh, you know, I had Joe was holding the recorder. While I I went through and shoot a, a pile of bows and give my bullshit reviews on them, <laughs> and and all the bows were like way too long. So it's it's a joke review. I'm not giving a legitimate review. Keep that in mind because I know there's going to be some people. We were having fun. Yeah, don't don't take it to heart. Yeah, don't take it to heart. It's all in good fun, um, but. It was it was awesome, a great experience. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of the McDaniel's, awesome people. Um, so check out Shooters Archery, um, s- support what they do. Um, this is their livelihood. Um, they've poured everything they have into archery, heart and souls, man. They're, seriously, you can t- yeah, you can tell they're very passionate about what they yeah. do. Yeah, they take it very seriously. Yes. Yeah. So hope you enjoy this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's a true shop talk podcast, um, and. Doug has a veteran shout out. I do. The veteran shout out this week is also brought to you by TNK Hunting Gear, and this veteran will get a TNK vinyl harness sent to them for making the shout out. So big shout out to TNK Hunting Gear for supporting our veterans. They are a veteran owned Made in America company, and super thankful for them to back us. And the sponsorship just means they're giving free gear, and it's to worth veterans. to follow them on social media. Trust yes, me. yeah, it's you'll get very a, worth it. You'll get a chuckle. <laughs> Take it away, Doug. All right. This was submitted by Garrett Hendricks, and the veteran is Bradley Hendricks, and he was a Marine. He is my father. It says uh, he is my father. He served from 86 to 92. He raised both my brother and I right. He served in the Desert Storm. My brother and I grew up both to join the Marines. I got both my brother and dad into bow hunting and approved my dad buying his first bow like I was the, like I was the parent. He loves the late October sits between two egg fields. He now works at Kinsey Manufacturing and farms part-time with my uncle. He's a stand-up dude and has been there for me in every manner of life. Even if he can't hang with when I buy him the good cigars, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> He's an Iowa boy if he works at Kinsey. Oh, yeah. He knows yeah. what's up. Not, not too, too far, far from us. Not, yeah. too, not too far at all. Yeah. I mean, less than an hour, right? From Oh, yeah. yeah. From the studio, you probably can. about an hour. Yeah, you well, from my house, you make it there in about an hour. Oh, so he's a little from further. From my house, yeah. there in very cool. Five minutes. Well, yeah. thank you for submitting that shout out. Thank you, sir, for your service. That's really cool. You're a local thank you, boy. Bradley. Local guy. Awesome. Well, cool. Hope you enjoy that TNK vinyl uh, harness. It's good shit. And I think you'll be proud when you wear it, especially when you go to their social media and you're like, fuck yeah. I'm wearing this with <laughs> so pride really now. Fucking America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Get all aggressive with it. So, all right, guys. We'll hope you enjoy this podcast. We get to paying the bills here and we'll jump right into it. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports, and you can use code WCB15 to save yourself some coin at HHASports.com. American-made, veteran-supported, and I think one of the best archery site brands uh, on the planet. Lifetime warranty. Yeah, it's awesome. You drop it from your tree stand and snap the thing off, yeah, well, just let them know. And they give back to veterans. So Yeah, it's hard to hate on that. And uh, if you're curious about a single-pin site... I highly suggest looking into HHA. Um, or rest. Tanks, or rest, you know. Yeah. Um, single pin, get a lot of questions about them. We love them. I always say give it a try. I think you'd be open to – I think you'll realize how awesome they are yeah. when you I start shooting. you'd be shooting. surprised. Like, it'd almost be hard to go back now. But they also Ooh. offer a three-pin site also if you're in, you? if you want yep. to still stick with that 
option. Yeah, with the same you platform of toes in the water. <laughs> just get, get a little wet there. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Sick Crusher, uh, the Rapid Mobile Shower. We have the Working Class Bowhunter Edition. So please check that out. If it's not out yet, it should be any day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on getting all that rocking. So, Where can um, people find that? Uh, well, it will be – you go to workingclassbowhunter.com, and we'll have a click-through link for you that will take you to a special link with Scent Crusher to get our special edition to help support us, show Scent Crusher that uh, you think we're the real deal, and that always helps. Um, they have their Halo series out. They have a whole new line of bags, room cleans, all the goods. Um, so check it out, scentcrusher.com. Also, Loophold Optics. Uh, very thankful to be supported by a brand like Loophold. Great people there. Um, very, very high quality products. Uh, the rangefinders, the binos is just amazing. Um, that's one I always heard, you know, put your money into good optics because you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely can back that now. It's mm-hmm. good optics make a huge difference in what you're doing. I think we've all used crappy pairs of binos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised at the difference. Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. Had the Walmart pairs, you know, going from, you know, in the field, 3D archery to hunting with them and everything. It's just. You know, I live through my day. loop holds now. It's a major advantage. I feel naked if I don't have them on me. Absolutely. Um, also, Thermoseat and Victory Archery, uh, Gator Outdoors, Outfitting the Working Class. I'm super thankful to be partnered with good people like that, an Iowa-based company. Um, by all your favorite brands there, GatorOutdoors.com. Follow them all social media. It's a, it's a feel-good page when you follow them. Um, uh, also, Elite Archery. Use code WCB. At elitearchery.com or any outdoor group products and save yourself, I believe, ooh, 20%. I think so. We should know our codes, but we're all shooting the cure this year. Um, big Tine, food plot seed, supplemental feed, mineral. Big Tine has something for you in your state where legal. Um, code WCB2020 saves you 20% out of everything Big Tine. Uh, Hunter's Blend Coffee. And Eric is going to take some trips to Old Barn Taxidermy this year. That's right. Are you? Yep, I already got it, already got, already got it penciled in. Yeah, oh, nice. He already called Sam up, said, "Hey, boy, I'll see you here after this hunt, and then I'll see you after this uh, after you know whatever date you told him." I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, and then Doug's, right. Doug's mustache got a little tingly, and he said, "Yep, me it was, too." He's wiggling at me. It's mm, weird. That's a little tingly. It's a, <laughs> it's a connection. That was weird. Thank you to all our supporters. We appreciate the hell out of you so much, and uh, it's kind of cool to have companies like that back us when we are. As stupid as we are. That's true. <laughs> we are pretty fucking stupid. Our gains are lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 Linton. 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 
Indiana. So we're here getting our uh, Elite Cures set up. Josh McDaniel is kind enough to let us take over the shop on a technically on your day off. I probably shouldn't say that, huh? Everyone's going to think they get day off treatment. Yeah, they're going to think that. <laughs> it ain't yeah, it's double time now. We're coming out Sunday. Hey, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Shoot it. Eric shooting this cure for the first time. Is peep good and you go up or down? You need to go up. Okay, so that took your finger off on it. Too much or? Damn near perfect. Okay. Go ahead and let her eat. So she shot a little low. What do you think, Eric? Oh, real nice. So I just kind of turned the podcast recorder on. Now I'm walking, literally walking around the shop. I've never done a podcast like this. What are you doing, Josh, right now? Like, so you already set me up, so now I'm bothering everybody. Yes, yeah, so right now we're going through the process. Um, we're getting Eric's all set up on his peep site. We're wanting to get it. He's a real advocate of making sure that sucker, once we get it set, we're going to tie it in so it cannot be, we can't budge. Like so from a branch or something like that? Yeah. Something. Yep, so we're, I'm going to get a site picture real close, and then we're going to get her tiled in. Perfect. And then we're going to shoot through some paper here in a second. What do you think? I feel good? Fucking A does. What site you're rocking? A Tetra, HHA Tetra, HHA Virtus. The Tetra Max. Tetra Max, Tetra Max. You're not doing a kisser or anything like that or a brass knock? I will. I'm going to. Yeah, we can can go ahead and do that now if you want. Does that peep real, real close where it needs to be, though? Like height-wise? Height-wise, yes. yes. And I'll fix the the rotation of it. I'll add a a half twist to it. Yeah, that's like perfect right there. Okay, cool. And we might need to, uh, because we're going... Obviously, shooting low. So, what's cool about the uh, riser design on the leads, we can also drop down. Um, there's a whole another set of holes in the riser that'll drop you down one hole, too. You don't have to always do just this. Right. That makes sense. Yep, there's different. Because obviously, on your HHA. There's these holes, too, right? Where you can. Is that. That's oh, what he's talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'll yeah. bring it back to that hole back there. Okay. That'll help drop it down a little bit more. So, you just kind of get everyone's bows roughed in, and then you, like, basically make everything permanent from there. Yep. Mm hmm. <clears throat> and then so, once we get everything kind of set, like even on his draw, how's your drawing feel? Does it feel a little long or does it feel pretty good? He feels pretty good. Feel pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Which this is all cool too. I mean, this is what's cool about the new elites is you can actually adjust it all yourself. Uh, right. Before it's all been a mod system, you had to have a press. Right. Uh, now you can actually tinker with the let off, and you can even go to the draw stops if you want. Like right now, you guys are running the cable stops, so you're hitting here when you come to the wall, mm-hmm. sure. and then you can screw in. The limb stops will actually come and hit this, and you have to play with it a little bit. It will change your draw length a little bit yeah. as you play with it. I, I did notice that shooting mine, I because the cable stops always feel a little they're squishier. Yep, and that like hard. Yep. And, and I tell you, what, a lot of guys though, like when they're shooting like a hinge or a hex, yeah. or something like that, what happens is you it'll give you a little bit more give. Yeah. Um, so when you start because pull, you're pulling hard through that shot, yeah. And when you're pulling hard, it'll give you a little bit of give, and it don't cost so much. Like when it explodes, so you're getting yeah. against a hard wall. You love that high let off the hard wall, yeah. especially for hunting. But well, some some guys will do it or pushing and pulling too hard, yeah. and it causes when it finally fires, it causes the bow erratically right. shoot like left or right. So hard. I shoot the Scott Hex. I'd be better off shooting with my cable stops. Probably you, you just it's really a comfort thing. Yeah, um, you're a bow hunter. Yeah, not so much a target archer. Yeah, but we're trying to find that middle ground. So right. you might happy find bridge the, the gap between mm-hmm. the two. Right. At the end of the day, you're like me. You guys are. You're, pra- you're doing all the target stuff for hunting. Right. Um, yeah. As in a target archer is doing it all for target. So we're trying to find all the, the strengths of the target world that we can bring over to the hunting world. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, so obviously, 
high let off, hard wall is nice for hunting, especially you got a good buck and you step behind a tree, you're already full draw and he's standing right there for 30 seconds, 40 yeah. seconds. Like that's more important to have that high let off of that. Yeah, you ain't got to let back down, make any kind of sudden movements, right. especially when you got three does underneath you at the same time. Right. Trying to watch, you know, four sets of eyes is kind of tough. Right. Uh, when you can just held back forever. Well, a target guy, he, most target guys really aren't a huge fan of that high, high let off. Mm-hmm. It's just because of the way the shot dynamic is when you're pulling them, pushing them, pulling pretty hard. You know, you want, they want that pull, that constant pull, yeah, that yeah. low let off as in there's no pull on that. Uh, that high let off a lot of times is just yeah. kind of floating back there. Well, let me ask you this because I've always heard that target guys don't shoot a lot of let off, like you just said. But mm-hmm. I always, I guess that makes a lot of sense how you explained it. Does anything have to do with it with like shot lag? I don't know if that's a term. Like the higher the let off, it probably takes a little longer for the arrow to take off. There's more room for error. More room for error. There's more room for error there. It's when very minute, of yes. course, but I'm sure they factor in all When you that. get, it's just a little more crisper with a lower let off. Yeah. But I don't, but then you can relax too much. And start to creep a little bit, right? Uh, and we on the hunting side, we do not want that whatsoever. It kind of, yeah, it just ruins your shot. Yeah, everyone's process. been there too, where they're and they yeah. get that little, yeah, the little jump where you just yeah. relax too much. A target guy, he's at full draw for thirty seconds, and it's not, or it's within a shot time, and he's just letting down, reset, yeah. shoot again. Mm-hmm. We don't get always get that. Well, uh, yeah, you, that you that too. So if you got low let off, now you got to start timing. When can I draw? When I can't? You know that buck. He's at, you know, he's getting ready to be where he needs to be, but you're yeah. in a spot where it's just wide open, no leave, no cover, and he reaches back to scratch something. You, you know, Drop. now's my time. Yeah, yeah. And but I know I still might have five yards before I get my shot. You ain't gonna do that with sixty percent let off. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. with a ninety percent, you're gonna do that because you know you're probably gonna get pegged. Yeah. You don't do it now. You can kind of relax and wait for him to then anchor and mm-hmm. get your shot. So um, I know you're trying to set up Eric's bow, but I kind of just throw a podcast at you. So yeah. Sorry I did that. That's <laughs> but, cool. Um, Earlier when we were talking, like, you're going through these bows, like, with care and, and the process, mm-hmm. where it's kind of the difference between a regular bow shop and a pro shop yep. at this point, where you're, if you want to get, if you come to your bow shooters, or your bow shop shooters archery, and someone wants to fully tune their bow out, you can do that. Yeah, I do I do all that. That's So that's, that's usually the difference between a pro shop and just a regular old bow shop there's nothing wrong with it because most of your basic bow hunters are shooting 20 yards and then yeah as long as it's halfway leveled and centered up or whatever yeah. it's like a lot of guys will go off all oh, the center shot and the level like all that stuff starting points that's yeah everybody's got a different uh different finished result they want out of that bow like yeah. if i'm shooting fixed blade broadheads now what's awesome about the cure it's going to allow you to actually center that bow the center shot great and then you can you can fix everything within the cam lean on that gotcha. uh, with the, with the limb pocket without design, a bow press without a bow press so like typically in the past like your your yoke cable like your um, um your cam and a half systems they have you like can yoke cable. yeah like a hoyt where you're just going to twist one cable, one split or the other mm-hmm, to, right. manip- to manipulate that. You can keep your center shot perfect, which is awesome. That way your string is is driving directly behind that arrow when it shoots. Yeah, yeah. So typically on a lot of other bows, like you get some of the Matthews systems with the top hat systems or or some of the old imp- the impulses and the energies, you had to use uh, spacers. Mm-hmm. So you got to shift that cam over right. or you're going manipulate, to manipulate the rest. So typically a lot of times by the time I'm done bear shaft tuning um, and I'm getting in like perfect arrow flight for like a fixed blade broadhead situation yeah. a lot of times my rest is pretty left to center right. so a mentally like a, a guy that's nerd with archery can't stand that he can't stand right. to see that his rest is way to the left even though that's even though that's what i mean it's driving that's tax wants. that's what that bow wants yeah um typically what you got to do then you got to go put spacers in it to shift that cam over to bring that back over right it just right. becomes a headache how many nightmare. hours have you had into like I'm, I'm sure every bow has its own personality to uh, a yep, point yep like 
Is there a bow that you remember? And you don't got to, like, out the brand or anything, but that you remember just like, man, it's taking forever to get this where we need it. Like, you just had hours into it. Yeah. yeah is that, that a common thing? Yeah, not not anymore. Yeah. The, to the, today's day, with all, most of these bows, they're all pretty. Yeah, they're all I'm pretty sure simple. it depends on, too, how much yeah. you actually want to nerd out and get that shit exactly set up. How convenient is it that he uses longbow cover as his cock glove? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe Humphreys, everybody. <laughs> do it on purpose, Joe. But, no, these days, most of these bows, it, what you have to do, it, it just, if anything, it's, it's all about sh- the spacers and the cam, which right, right. In, my, in my line of work, when I'm busy this time of year, it's a real pain in my ass. Because I mean, you're, you're trying I gotta to put take that care bow, of everybody. Yeah, and i got to put that bow in the press. I might have to. There's, I mean, there's... All these different diameter spacers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's not a go-to necessarily. It's like a shim, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much a shim. So, yeah. I had to put that in there, and then I got to put it in there. We got to shoot the paper again. And then we're like, okay, we got to go back over one more time. <laughs> right. Put it back in there again. Take all the cams it's off. It's super it. tedious, and when you're trying yeah. to get people in, it. Now, they, they kind of simplified that whole system right. here. With now, that. just you, now you two, mm-hmm. just doing your own particular bows on a Saturday. Yeah. No big deal. Just knock it out. Like but me, it, yeah. yeah, I can't spend an hour with every customer right, right. Uh, this time of year. It's just right. almost impossible. Yeah. So can you can like when we go back over? Can you run us through this whole? Like we have to change the draw weight or yeah, draw absolutely. length or one of that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty so simple. We can do that, yeah. Yep. Uh, th- now this is the first year Elise went to that, right. which makes my life so much easier now. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. I got to change mods. You're a, you find out that you're a twenty nine and a half or a twenty nine or whatever, and I got it in twenty eight and a half or whatever. Well. Not before I got to take the mods out, I got to keep tinkering until we get it. Same thing, I got to put it in the press, take all the cables off, yeah, and I got to loosen everything, yeah. pop those out, put them in. Now I literally just got to rotate the mod there until we fine tune what you want. And what do you guys carry for bow brands? So if somebody's like, uh, you know, elites are cool, but I might want to do something yeah, else. Yeah, uh, I carry Matthews. Um, we carry obviously Elite and uh, Bowtech, PSE. Just got on board with PSE. I'm, they're doing big things right now. Um, and they kind of own that market right now with that three to $500 bow. That's actually a pretty good performing bow. Yeah, yeah. They actually, what's cool about them is they have that bow that it's a $500 bow, but it performs like a 600 So, so guys feel like he's getting, he's actually getting some value there. Not like, uh, not to throw some other brands under the bus, but there's other companies that they kind of have that three to five, but it performs as a five, performs like a four. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's all about what you pay for. Well, I mean, these days, man, it's hard to find a bad bow, but everybody has a budget that they stay within, especially by the time you get sights, rests, arrows, all that stuff. And, and guys will tell me, and I'd rather spend more money, better money on the arrows. The rest, the sight, yeah. and get you a nice five, six hundred dollar bow. The, the parts that you can move from bow to bow. Yeah, exactly. Bow now, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between a thousand dollar bow and a six hundred dollar bow, yeah, five hundred dollar sure, bow. For sure. But if a guy he, he just is on a tight budget and he's wanting to get a brand new bow, they're yeah. they're not bad. I mean, I think back twenty years ago when I was hunting. I'm like, how do I even kill deer with what I was using <laughs> yeah, compared to now? Like, yeah. people, these, these people just getting in archery now have such a luxury. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the technology has gone. Yeah, can I mean, you imagine? Even, even when I got into, you know, 2013, yeah. it's changed so much. I mean, yeah, much imagine going back to shooting like this cure that you just shot, and go back and shoot your bow from 2013. Like, still good, still kill deer. Nothing right. wrong with it. Yeah. But the feel of it, you're, yeah, like, you're like, wow, man, it's crazy. Dude, this thing's ancient. Dude, when I was a kid, like a 40 yard shot was like. What eighty yards is now? Like you <laughs> yeah, know, what I mean, right, like back right, then right. it was thir- it's a thirty yard and end game For at sure. tops. Thirties was like sixty yard shots. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, ultimately, most of us, if you're any good at whitetail hunting, most of your shots are still twenty yards. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But there's you know, those one off chances that you still off. And, I, and I, this is my this is my seller on a lot of guys. Like I sell a lot of the engage hybrid. Uh, sites. It's that, you know, that hybrid, like during the rut, you got three pins fixed yeah. and you got 20, 30, 40. Uh, in most cases, like Kristen, she's usually not even touching her site in the rut because yeah. things are chaos. Yeah. And you don't get caught playing with that. That's well, we set our HHAs at 20 almost 
That's where it just sits, pretty much. That's what I said from podcast too. Like I set mine at twenty, and I'll back. I'll keep it at twenty and back up and see how far I can go with that twenty yard pin. Yeah. Still keeping the kill shot. Yeah, I can't right, remember right. what uh, Scott Bakken calls that term. He did some videos with HHA about that. But That's where I learned it from. Scott. It's uh, I don't remember. Anyway, it's just basically knowing where your pen's going to fall out. Yeah, right. you got to you got to practice that stuff. Mine's just um, like that 30, 31 spot. That's still pretty good. Yeah, this, is, this is what I, I tell guys. Though. You know, you guys hear it all the time because you guys practice long range. Yeah. But like, well, that's not ethical. You're never going to take a shot under that. Archery is a close game. It's a close game, yeah. and I get that. In some cases, especially as edgy as a whitetail is, but I will tell you this: especially bow, we bow hunt turkeys quite a bit. Yeah. That you need to. Have that still practice that long range makes those close shots obviously like Easy. slam dunks. Yeah. But I tell you what, things happen in the bow hunting world. Limbs all of a sudden appear out of places they never were before. <laughs> yeah. And you you there. punch one and he runs out there and now he's at sixty seven and a half yards. That becomes an ethical shot mm-hmm. to put another arrow in him. And yeah. if you've been practicing that all summer, yep. you're not even hesitating. Yeah. You're popping one in and you're just going to get another arrow in him. And, but that's a really you, good point. But yeah. instead of having stacked full of pins, which you guys know, you guys all shoot an HHA one pin. Mm-hmm. So you know how much nicer it is when it comes to that clarity on that sight picture. Where yeah. You have one pin in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going to shoot better. And then even bow hunting, you don't have. There's not much to think about. It's just that one pin sitting yeah. there, perfect. Right. Well, I right like it too because it housing. forces me to like range my target to the yard. So I I always live by my range finder, but now it just makes it that much more important. So mm-hmm. yep. if a deer runs out, I'm ranging them before I shoot. So exactly. there's not like I got caught up in the moment and I just I shot him for 40 and he was 32 or something because right, right, I my adrenaline right. you know skewed my judgment. Or yeah, whatever. and then that's my argument for guys that are like, well, I don't. You know, they start arguing about the one pin situation. Yeah. Just practice. Like, know yeah. your holdovers. Like, yeah. if you get caught in a situation, you know, and it's he runs out the forty, and you know it's forty, and you still set on twenty. Yeah. Know your holdovers. Like, where do I need to aim on that? Or if yeah, it's thirty-seven yeah. yards, right. and he runs out there, like he's coming in, everything's perfect. You know, that buck's chasing that doe, and then you know, man, and he takes five hops because he heard you too loud. Yeah. And he yeah. stops out there now. He's thirty-seven. You know it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your holdover? Don't panic. Just that's part of practice. Yeah, yeah. Like it no, kills me the guys that come in here and they're like, "Yeah, I got 20, 30, 40, and that's all they shoot in the backyard. Yeah. Twenty, thirty, forty. Well, what happens when it's at twenty-seven yards? What are you going to do? Tell me right now, quick. Tell me. And they're like, "Uh, the panic too late. It's, it's out of there. Like, like, yeah, you know, you study that. You need to be yeah. shooting that all the time to yeah. know what your holdovers are. Shoot those different mm-hmm. yardages. Yep. Yeah. And, and you it blows my mind the guys that sit there that have no idea. Yeah, it's like their practices. It's almost like. You're practicing for a game, but you've, you're not actually practicing for the game. Right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and it told, told most of their offense. I mean, early season, late season, that's usually how it is. It's, okay, good, you know. Clint. But yeah. come the rut, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> shit's thrown out the window. Like, all those trails that you got ranged, those trails don't mean nothing when they're yeah. dogging a doe all over the place. Right. You know what sure. I mean? Like, it's it's the name of the game. So yeah, you got to be prepared for the rut. And that's when most of us do most of our hunting anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. most of us take our vacations or our time off yeah. during where we could hunt. All year long. You know, it's not the easiest time in the world to kill that one particular year you're wanting, yeah. but you know that you can sit and stand all day and have luck all well, you're, day. You're going to have fun. Yeah. And right. opportunity could happen. Um, so. Well, I'll, I'll bounce around and let you get uh, finished up on Eric's bow. Okay. We'll come Sounds back. Good. So I'm literally just walking around the shop with the recorder. We've never really done this. I'm like, it's kind of cool, ain't it? I feel like I need a camera. I'm going to go bother somebody. Shad, <laughs> Shad's over here shooting. Just sneak up behind people. He's shooting a traditional, he's, wheels are for cars. <laughs> Yeah. We got Mustache Doug over here hanging out. What's up? What's up? And with Kristen McDaniel. What's up? Hey. Come on in, guys. I'm, I'm interviewing on the fly here. Yeah. What's up? You're you're last to get your bow tuned. Yeah. Saving the best for last, right, Josh? Yeah, he knows. Are you getting something tuned, Chad? I'm buying this. Are you buying that bow? Yeah. 
Oh, you are? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh-oh. Hey. It, it was worth being open on our day Yeah, no kidding. Hey, thanks for letting us just take over your shop uh, the day after Josh's birthday. Yeah, no um, problem. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, yeah we... How old are you? 30, 37. How, how does it work <laughs> when you guys hunt together? How, like, who decides who gets to hunt and who's filming? Oh, I get to hunt, 100%. Just at your will. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? Until I tag out. Oh. Is that no, really just the, kidding. Is that the deal? Sometimes, yeah. It depends. Um, so we, we just started, though, in Kansas. We'll switch on and off, which I'm not a huge fan Every day of. or what? Or every yeah, like, like, morning hunt to afternoon hunt? Of, yeah. Mostly, yeah. But depending, because I'm like, well, then somebody gets stuck with, like, all mornings or somebody gets stuck with, like, all evenings. Right. So we usually do, like, the day, I guess, most of the time. Yeah, but. for sure. I don't know. I guess last year, though, he was after that big one, so I let him hunt way too much. So this year's That's my nice year. year. <laughs> yeah, you were too nice to him. <laughs> we got know. to see Curly at the Big Time Apartment. Oh, did you? And that was cool to see that. Yeah. That's got to be neat that you have, like, a replica at Big Time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel like, because you've killed, I mean, a lot of big deer. You're, I feel like you're kind of like the real tree. Anytime there's, like, a video from real tree of, like, a woman hunter killing a monster buck of any kind, like, it's you. Oh, thank you. I mean, you, maybe you don't see it that way, but every time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I know them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's Kristen. There she is. She's so cool. So much cooler than Josh. You know? <laughs> So much cooler than me. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of fun. Do you ever rub that in Josh's face? No, he's been he's been rubbing tight in my face pretty good. So, yeah. So no, but I still have the biggest. <laughs> I still have the biggest buck with a bow though. So with a bow, he's got you on the gun. Yeah, and just biggest overall. We've seen a rub of your deer. Yeah. Yeah, curly. Right. That's. Yep. Curly. Yeah, okay. Yep. I thought I had that had that right. Well, we appreciate you guys letting us take over. Not that I'm wrapping this up. It's kind of fun walking around with this thing. We're going to go see what Joe Humphreys is up to. He's shooting. We kind of just took over. We forced them to open up on their day off, and then we made them buy us pizza. <laughs> oh, no, you guys didn't make us. So that's what, yeah, she's all kind of We're terrible podcast. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're bad people, so <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, we do appreciate it. You guys have an awesome shop. I'm yeah, jealous that we don't have something similar to this in our area. Um, it's just not that we don't have bow shops in our area, but we don't have... This is more of like you can come here and get anything you want done to your setup and feel confident in it. And you guys, like, I know there's not people waiting, so Josh, like, kind of walked us through. Oh, we're doing this because this to your yeah. bow. And, the, you know, and I'm asking probably too many questions, and he's probably like, dude, just shut oh, up no, and let me set your stuff. bow up. Yeah, Eric's back in the mix. <laughs> we really do need to get, like, a bow press and stuff, like, with the podcast oh, crew. And so we should just get all the equipment and start learning all this stuff together. That way we can. Hired yeah. Josh to come over. Yeah, there you go. Give you guys lessons on how to do this Heck stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure he's got a ton of time for that. But <laughs> that would be cool. That would be Probably sweet. Work down, what, November. Yeah, <laughs> work. yeah. Show up November fifth. <laughs> Ooh, okay. that would be cool. Yeah. Hey, turkey. There you go. Hey, you guys should come to Turkey Palooza. I'm sure those guys would love you out there. We have that turkey party every year now. Oh yeah. TJ and Brady came out one year, and they both killed birds. Like first day, didn't they? Last year. Turkey Palooza, TJ, Brady, were you listening? Yeah. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, think, I'm trying to think of when they killed him. Hi, Doug. I, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Doug's here. I was just thinking. I think Chandler would love to have you guys out for Turkey Palooza. There's lots of birds. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's when I decapped that bird. But. Well, no, I think it'd be awesome. Well, TJ and Brady don't like us anymore. They didn't. Yeah. For comedy purposes. We should. Yeah, we should do that. Like, turkey hunting's fun, but it's, like, way more fun with your buddies. Yeah. Joe gets bored and starts grazing on foliage. Like, he'll eat 
whatever's around it's like him clover part. and stuff yeah, and then he'll puke and it's, it's is that like company. a big time like loyalty to your brand thing yes so testing testing yeah you bring ranch with you to the woods he said he likes blue, blue cheese. cheese yeah. Blue cheese. Why don't you have a cup of coffee there for him to wash it down? He'll pretty much anything. Yeah. Dr. Pepper. So when I got kids in the shop, look at this. Hold on. Can we talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, hold on. I got to see this. I'm going behind the counter. I'm infiltrating Shooter's Archery. Okay. It's hard to get it off. What do you got here? Explain. Holy crap. That is awesome. It's like a rubber koozie, but it looks just like a Dr. Pepper can. And it, so you and can see it slides over, over your beer. season when it's busy as heck, and I got tons of kids in here. And you got to like, keep, keep your sanity. You keep my sanity. I got tons of kids in here. That's a pro tip. They're always asking me why I'm drinking so many Dr. Peppers. Well, <laughs> it says you deserve this on it. Does Dr. Pepper can say that on it? No. That is awesome. I can't get it off now. You guys have everything set up here. It's awesome. You still want to party too. You still want to party a little bit because <laughs> ATA is one big party. So we, um, I probably shouldn't talk about this. We, we're probably the only crew that sneaks in like several coolers of beer into ATA. <laughs> what? Oh man! I've actually seen those before, but I've never seen one in person. I've always seen them on. I'm the sold. I was talking about the customer bought it for me. I'm buying one of these. Because I think they have, like, Mountain Dew and all kinds Mountain of stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. What do you got, Mountain Dew on Christmas? That's a pro tip. We need to make these with the Working Class Bowhunter logo on them. Like, it's some... We should make some generic ones that look like it's, like, a, a shitty version of, like, a LaCroix or something. Like, <laughs> like Dr. WCB. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mountain Doctor... Or Mountain uh, WCB. Yeah. Working Class <laughs> Mist. Are you going to get a video of it? Here we go. That's hilarious. Man, I like, I'm just literally wandering around with the podcast equipment. Well, I'm trying to double task here. That way we don't keep everybody here longer than we need because Josh is setting bows up. Kristen's just looking pretty over here, hanging out. Joe's a stallion. Swarthy. Swarthy? There you go. Now you're drinking Dr. Pepper. Ice cold. Joe, what are you doing, man? Joe's shooting. It's been a long time since I could just, like, stand around and shoot, shoot, shoot. What, uh, who's bow? That's not your bow. No, not your shad? right now. See the difference? Oh, yeah. What, uh, what are you guys doing right now, shooting? What are you comparing or what? Uh, looking at his old bow versus what he's getting now. In the are you really cycle. buying this bow, I'm Chad? buying this bow, yeah, today. Like right now, huh? Yeah, before I go home. Yeah. I love Primes. Yeah. And the Black Series, the draw cycle is a lot different. What are you shooting now? What's the screen like? CT5. The Prime CT5. This is last year's uh, Prime model. They came out with the Black 3 for 2020. You're switching up, huh? Yeah, it's three inches shorter or two inches shorter, but it feels a lot better. I like the look. The draw cycle reminds me more of what I feel when I shoot a traditional bow. No kidding. Because it's, there's just, it doesn't break over till the very, very, very end of it. So I'm just constantly pulling weight, which is what I'm used to doing. Ooh, I like the feel of this. It's lighter than it looks. It's And it shoots great. It looks sturdy. Real sturdy. So yeah, I have to purchase it. <laughs> I have to. Is, is your, what's your wife think about that? I have a very tolerant wife. She's very appreciative of all the archery stuff that I bring home as long as I do stuff like buy her cars and stuff. So, well, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Trade Let's walk, Joe. Let's walk. How often do you get up to Shooter's Archery? Uh... Quite a bit because I'm either bringing down some big time for them because they sell it like crazy, or you know, 
Josh with my bow is like my man satchel. He's the only <laughs> other dude that gets to touch it. Your man satchel. <laughs> no, I mean he he does all the work on that's my a bow and everything. Shot? Yeah, that's impressive. I'm, I'm loving oh. that new bow. Let's talk about number five wow. over here. It's impressive. You get a drifter? We have to, no, 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 no. We have to no, talk about number five. We set up a hunting scenario. Okay. He was on lane fifteen. On lane fifteen. I was like, shoot oh. the middle one under five. But you got to thread the gap between the two block targets oh, at that's, ten. That's fun. That's pretty good. Yeah. Dang, Joe. What what bow are you shooting? I'm shooting the uh, Matthews VXR, the mm-hmm. thirty-one and a half. Yeah. And I haven't had this much fun shooting. What's your draw line? Uh, twenty-nine. That's a. I'm twenty-eight. I haven't shot a Matthews in years. It. You want to shoot one today? Yeah, I'd throw their loose on shoot one. Might as well. We're at a pro shop. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, usually when I come in, Josh is so busy. Yeah. I don't get to just kind of hang out, shoot the bow, because, I mean, it's just a line out the door. Yeah, yeah. So coming in today, kind of taking over uh, <laughs> on, their day on, on their day off. <laughs> on the Lord's Day. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take full advantage of it and just shoot every arrow I can. Yeah. Well, Which is why I'm buying this bow day, because every other time I've came in here, I haven't had the time. What, what's your draw? 29. I'm 20. I get. I could still shoot him and get a rough feel for it, but hell yeah, we're a little westy in you. And and the new, yeah. the new, the new yeah. prime, shorts, short, yeah, a huge piece on me. So exactly, <laughs> that's not true either. Um, hold this. Let me grab my release. It's Chuck Horton. You just want to talk to the top guy there, All right. and then you get really close to it, like Bora. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, there you go. Let me grab my so Kurt's going to shoot everybody's bow now. Everybody. I think this is how you find stuff out, right? I think it is. Do you want me to rate them? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've shot Elite exclusively for going on six years now. Six and a half years. Six years. Something like that. So I'll rate them. I want to get closer, though, because I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll get up to. Oh, yeah. I'll do that right there. This is your unit, Joe. That's my unit. We've never done. I'm gonna shoot one of your regular. So this is a Matthews. Yep. VXR. 31.5. What year is this? A newer one? Right this now. is this year's. Oh, I like the grip. It's stout feeling. I'm shooting 65 pounds. I like them. It's like Christmas. It's gonna be a little long. 65. Yeah. There's like a big rollover in the cam compared to my elite. Oh man. I didn't even look down the peep just because it's not the same fit. I like it. I'm gonna do another one more out of it so I can give a review. He's gonna do one more. He's gonna gonna do one. Am I am I like comparing to my bow? Should I just do a breakdown of what yeah, I feel? Yeah, about? I mean. Like, and then you have to do the two primes just to so yeah, tell me that um, I'm full of shit and I should just stick I like the bow. It feels like, I mean, I don't, like quality wise, it feels really nice. But I feel, let me shoot it again. It's a harsher draw cycle than my Elite. A lot more weight to it, too. A lot more weight. I feel a little hand shock. But I'm not, really? yeah, just compared to my cure. But I haven't shot that cure a whole lot. I've shot it 12 times today, yeah. <laughs> but I like this. 
it feels like the smooth on it, but it's sturdy. I would I buy one right now? I don't know, but I do like it. They're all good, right? Like yeah, there's not a bad I mean, bow in this. That's shot. all it comes down. I mean, there's not yes. a bad bow. It's just what. Fits I feel like you guys are being all quiet, and I, and I was just yeah. talking. Can I shoot it? Yeah, you can shoot it. So which one? I'm just kidding. Your yeah. face. You looked a little this uneasy. Is the black three. That's the one you're buying. This is the brand new one, yes. And this is the one that I currently shoot. Let me shoot the new one. No, no, no. Shoot the old one first, okay. so you can tell the difference. Shoot that one first. Okay. So this is the what? That is the Prime CT5. Prime CT5. I yes. don't know what's picking up on audio and what's not. It's 35 inch axle to axle. It's around like low 60s poundage. I don't know somewhere in that area. I like the grip. Well, you got your. I've done like, that tennis myself. I, I did have to make it feel more. This grip like hugs your hand. I feel like yeah, I like this I, grip a lot. I did it to have some palm swell because that's what I'm used to with my traditional. But I like the like the shape of the riser where the grips out a lot on this bow. I don't know. You'll feel a difference when you get to that one. Joe's upset that I didn't like his bow as much as he thought I'm of. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm just like paying attention to this machinery you got me holding. Whoa! Solid back wall. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I like the draw cycle on this prime a lot. Push you one more. Hold up. Hold up. I feel like there's a little hand shock in this guy too. Hey duck. When Josh says hold up, he means it. He is coming he's through. Yeah. He's like hold this up. Is my day off, you dicks. I don't yeah, I don't care if you're doing a review. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your podcast. <laughs> this is my day off. Yeah, it's my day off, you piece of shit. I just bought you pizza. Eric shooting through paper up there with his bow. What's Eric shooting? The Cure? Cure, uh, yeah, the Cure. And Real Tree Escape. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I like that color a lot, or color mm -hmm. pattern. The Elite, like, wrap or color fusion or whatever they call it. It's like, it looks a little more vibrant yeah. than other bows. Oh, yeah, One thing about Josh, he so would break everything down for you. Yeah. <laughs> so they just shot Eric's bow through paper, and what we're gathering from a distance is that it shot through paper exactly how they. It blew the right. Mine was bolt hole first it, arrow. It was really? a complete pass through, yeah. through the paper. Yeah. <laughs> mine was yeah it went right through it. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, he got a bolt hole, I think, first shot from what we're gathering. Mine was, and I heard him say that most of the cures are bolt holes when they shoot through yeah, out of the box. Super easy to do. Yeah. I always said the rituals weren't that way. It took a little bit of tuning. and I had the ritual 35. And it took a little bit. I, I just I shot last season. I loved that bow a lot. One and done? One and done, huh? Yep. Another, another <laughs> nice. One pump jump. Two for two. Hey, Doug, don't be a bitch once your bow gets set up, you know? One pump jump. <laughs> be here for an hour. I'm still excited about my Doug tattoo. You're going to get a Doug tattoo? <laughs> no. Okay, here I go. I'm shooting another arrow through the Prime. Prime what? CT5. CT5. No pressure. It's there's limb stops on this. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm not really. I'm just. Well, I was telling you I was going to have to have you work on because I've got. I've stretched the string. But if I'm buying a new bow, then that doesn't matter. I like it. I feel like there's a little hand shot, yeah. but it's manageable for sure. I like the draw cycle on this bow a ton. Now the draw cycle on that one and the draw cycle on the Black Three or the Black Series is completely different. It is. Yes, and that's why I wanted you to shoot that one first. 
I don't know how I feel about the dual cam thing. It's it's. If I get like mud and sticks wedged in between those things and have something catastrophic happen when I draw. No, I've never. I've been using them for a while and I've never had. Is that of concern to anybody? You think? Not to or has me. it ever been a thing? I don't know. I've I've uh, I've killed three deer with those dual ta- dual cams and uh, tur- and a turkey. And I don't know what I'm talking about. So like nobody, everyone that's listening, if we hear this, don't write me all pissed off because one. Now I just, this one's going to be weird, fuck, but because my heavy ass arrows and this whisker biscuit don't jive well. Okay. So I like the way the prime grip feels. It like hugs my hand. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Joe, you got lighter arrows. Get, get him the lighter arrows. Yeah, I don't shoot 550 grain arrows. Well, you should, because that's what you do when you're a goddamn adult. <laughs> yeah. You shoot heavy arrows. All right. Kurt's uneducated bow review. <laughs> just Volume like, one. I just like the colors. They're just they're so nice. It's a sweet color. It's a sweet, I do like the grip a lot. I just like it. It feels right on my hand. I'll go over here so I don't... Ooh, that's like a heavy rollover. Do you, but you see what I'm saying now, how there's yeah. constant pressure all the way to the back, and then it's just gone. Yeah. This feels strange to me. Which, for a guy... There's no side or stabilizer on this either, so... I like it. I personally like it, the draw cycle on that other one a lot better. Yeah. But that's me, you know? Well, you're, And that's because that's what you're used to. Yeah, yeah. For a guy who's not used to having let off all the way back to his 28-inch draw yeah. on a longbow. And this is an inch long for me, too. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. I like them. I like the grip a lot on the Prime. That It just fits my hand really nice. And the like crazy the, thing about the Primes is everything is right in the center of the bow. Yeah. Yeah, like the riser's, like, offset. Right? Uh, no, it's got a swerve to it. It's in the center, but oh. the riser's swerved. Okay, I guess that's what I was looking for, but yeah, I like it. I don't know. I'm not a prime salesman or anything, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> talk to your boy Johnny. What's about the deal that? with the um, these tabs on the outside of the? Those access. are to hang in our ears whenever we need a bow holder. Oh, you just that, put them in our gauge. That's, that's what that's exactly for. Well, HP. Right. What is it for? Does I have no know? idea. I don't know. There's a lot of shit what, on there. Josh has to know. Yeah. Hey, Josh. Let's go to Josh next. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside, on the outside of these prime axles, what are these tabs? Uh, so the, the, those are actually a lot of guys use them for the drop away, like a limb-driven rest. Oh, really? You can actually tie off the loads and use it for uh, instead of tying into your limb, where it'll kind of slip sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you can actually uh, tie off your up cord or your down cord off of those right there. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys heard that. He that's, said that's the main that's the main reason. But you know, some of the older bows used to run their yokes off of that. Oh, uh, right. That's what I thought it mm-hmm. could have been. That's what it used to be. But now I must just kept that same system. But I know a lot of guys limb-driven rest. Yeah, for like limb-driven rest. So it was pretty popular. Um, instead of tying off the limb, if anybody's ever had one, on the flex of that, those parallel limbs like that, a lot of times it'll slide yeah. up and down on that limb, which will change your timing. Oh. We'll have to get consistent timing all the time by tying off yeah, on the end to those. Yep. Oh, cool. I like it. I still think it's for hanging from your ears. But... We'll go with that. Put them in your gauges. Yeah. And that way when you got old dudes come in, they can be like, you know you got holes in your ears? I'm like, oh. No uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I keep extra peep sats in there. You can believe Josh's technical mumbo jumbo all you want, but for real, that's not what it's for. <laughs> He's wrong. He's 100% wrong most of the about. time. Well, we're, what bull- else are you gonna shoot? we're just bullshit. Oh, should I shoot one more? I think, look, we got 
But I don't want to just like be pulling shit off of a rack and <laughs> slinging arrows through it. This is what you do. We're infiltrating. So far, I'm. I still. I liked all of them. I know. I know you Western boys don't understand that. <laughs> What's which one's this? What's this? This is the deadly. Oh, the PSE Evo NTN. Knock on Nation bow. I shot this bow a minute ago. What's the draw length on this unit? I don't know. Longer than what you're used to. A long old unit. 29, I think. I'll shoot it. Fuck yeah. it. We're here. You want to be my mic holder, Joseph? Yo, get back over here and do your job. Very good. Joe's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm into it. I must monitor audio. I was built for this. So, shooting a PSE now. It's kind of fun. It's so exciting. They don't have boat shops like this in Illinois. Yeah. You got to come to Indiana and these parts to do this. So this is a, a PSE. I'm guessing mid to upper 60s on that draw weight. That's kind of what I felt. Well, the roller guard is different looking. That's kind of cool. Neat. You don't say. All right. I will say I like this grip. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm being completely honest. Come over. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a fan of that feel of that grip, but that's me. It's just personal preference, I guess. All right, let's see. He gets long as shit for me. Goo. Goo. Jesus. I don't like this bow. That's exactly what I shot at after the first time I shot it. I just like, sometimes you just pick up a bow and you go, nope. That's long, not for me. I'd put this at the last uh, last of the line for me already. I don't even want to shoot another arrow out of it. Let's see what else we got. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Sorry. I like this grip, not at all. I don't like this bow. <laughs> well, I could go beat, ahead and make that one official. I could beat around the bush. All right. Well, I'm not a fan of that one. You don't like that one? I don't like that one very much. Shad's like, all right, let's pick another one out. Is there a Bowtech ready to shoot? Yeah, let me try that one. I've never shot. I haven't shot a Bowtech in years. I don't know if I've ever shot a Bowtech. Really? I'm not against it. Shot a diamond, which is basically a Bowtech. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that's all we had. Uh, my wife had a. My wife had an infinite edge for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my son killed his first. Chase killed his first bow deer with an infinite edge. This is a Rain Six. It's a 2970. They don't have little guy bows in here, I guess. Yeah, so this is, these are all long for me. I don't know how this is. People are going to be like, they're all long. He's an idiot. <laughs> so this is the Bowtech. Grips. I do like the grip. Just shooting all your arrows, Joe. I do like the grip on this. Which model is this again? Bowtech Rain 6. And this has... Never mind. I was going to say it has the same look to the outside of the axles, but they got the yokes, I think. That's what it's called. All right, let's try this one out. This is 29 and 70 pounds, so this is still an inch long for me. Solid back wall. I like that. Jeez. It's long as hell. 
I like this a smidge more than the PSE, but I still would not buy this bow. That's my rating. So, so if, if I had to one to ten scale all the bows I shot, the Matthews, I give an eight. I give the first prime, which is what the CT five, the CT five. I give that a nine. I give the other one a six. I give the PSE a two, and I give and I give this Bowtech a four. Ah, that's I mean that's a review, right? It's, it's a person's honest opinion. That's what you're. That's my to have. preference, right? And feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. oh, let's do this then. Keep keep him talking, Joe. <laughs> Chad's all jacked up about yeah. this. He is just grabbing bows. Oh, here comes the stick. Now, okay, hold on. Now you're going to review this. We- Wheels are for cars. And don't you get my bow, we'll break it. We yeah. got- Let's come over here to this canine target. <laughs> we got a self-longbow. It's with- not self-longbow, it's a longbow. What- whatever, it's self-longbow. Holy shit. We got some Who's beaver this? balls. This is mine. It's Josh has had it for a couple years. Is this Joe's beard hair on the rest? It's probably. So, so can we do one over, two under? Whatever you want. Okay. It's son of a bitch. Three under, because it's going to help hold that on there. Okay. So just, yeah, just push under three under. This was built by a guy that lives probably an hour away from here. Okay. Scott Mitchell down in Bloomington. It's a Timberhawk longbow. Okay. This Put is a longbow. Put your hand right up in here. No. Like that. Yeah, but not like this. Keep that finger down out of the way or it's going to catch on the feather. Okay. I feel like i got to keep it cantered. Yeah, yeah. canted just a little bit. All right, we're Pull shooting another wolf. Turn your hat around, though. Because you're going to catch that. Cool at the track, guys. Yeah. Now he's got the pressure. Working class, traditional. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Nice shot. Oh. Smoke. Smoke. I, I played you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this better than the PSV for sure. <laughs> okay, now I'm just being hard on it because it's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, don't expect another bullseye. <laughs> they did it again. Kind of an OG. He's a longbow guy from the start. Look at that. I do, I do like that a lot. I feel like I'm not getting all the way back to where my draw length should be. Well, you are getting back to where your draw length because your finger's coming right to here. So okay. that's that's where your draw length is. Okay. So remember the story you heard yesterday about the first buck that I killed with a traditional bow? Yeah, yeah. That was with this bow. No kidding. Yep. I do like the feel of this. Right, to your point, though, being a compound guy, yeah. Like when I started just playing around with him, yeah, it never felt like I was coming to full draw. Yeah, that's. I feel like so I'm. Make sure your hands here. That's where it should sit right there. I feel like I'm short drawing everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you're not. You, that's right here is where you want to go. Right to the. I like that. This is fun. The fun factor on traditional equipment is. I don't want to say it's way more, but it's definitely more. And I don't know if it's because it's new, but it's like the. It's like it gives, brings you back to the roots of it all. It's like you forget about like being pissed. Like you're not mad when you miss. Yeah. I mean, you might be if it's a giant buck, but like target shooting. You'll never have more fun missing stuff. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You never have more fun missing stuff. Well, cool. There's my uh, section of this podcast for bow reviews. Um, I'm probably gonna get some hate on that. But uh, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Thank you, Eric. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know.
Will we check back in with Josh, or is Josh over me, putting this Josh mic in his face? Josh is in his zone. So you're putting, uh, you're hooking Doug's bow up now. Yep, right now we're pot tying in his D-loop. Doing work. As you guys see, I'm putting little serving knots right now. A lot of uh, bow shops, not pro shops, will do. Um, this right here is keeping you from, especially like you get the bear shaft tuning and paper tuning later. Yeah. Uh, you can get like a knock high or knock low tear. A lot of times it's because there's too much pinch. And then oh, knock. Really? So, and one quick way, like if you take your field tip off and pull back, that sucker comes flying up off of there. Yeah. Generally, it's because there's too much pinch back here. Oh, really? So this is all. It all starts right here. If you got bad knocks, if you got too much pinch, it's starting arrow and battle flight from the very beginning. Well, it makes sense. It's like the first contact of. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool here is as you start to make you go through D loops, right? You start off a small one, you want it kind of long, or maybe you're eating through one or whatever. Well, every time you take that off, now these are these knocking points are still here. Mm. Nothing changes. Like, and you guys know on HHAs, it's very important to not lose that knocking point because you're now one yard off on your sight tape, and yeah. you got to peel it off and have a whole new one, the exact same one to put on there. Yep. Uh, this will allow you to change some different things. And uh, so, it, you know, if you can go like this with it, spinning it yeah. like that, and it's not going anywhere, then it's not too tight. Gotcha. You do this. So twist your string with the arrow knocked, and if yep. it's not kicking the arrow around. Yep, if your D loop's spinning back and forth in there, then you're good to go. Awesome. You know, like when I'm sitting at rest here, I want a little bit of, just a little gap there. Yeah. Just because when I come to full draw, it's going to close up that gap. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing now. Is that, you think that's one of the more common issues with tuning? Yeah, especially, you know, the average guy, paper tuning even, it's not that big of a deal. You start bear shaft tuning, I mean, everything magnifies. I mean, your form's not perfect. Everything's, I mean, it's hard. Is it just because you don't have fletchings correcting the arrow for Exactly, you? absolutely. So if you get a bear shaft flying good, then you know the fletchings are only bonus. Right, you know what I mean, yeah. A lot of guys, they, they are not into that, but I tell you what, anybody wants to get into fixed blade, broadhead, Tuning, I mean, this all starts with the bear shaft. Really? Because that, that vein is going to fix it. And most times what happens is you're hitting what you're aiming at, not mm-hmm. 20 yards. So you think, oh, that's fine, good. Yeah. But actually, in all reality, that first five yards that comes out, it's scooting. Mm-hmm. And then that fletching fixes it, and then it hits it. Right, right. So one important thing, you know, the guy says, well, why, it's hitting where I want it to. What's the big deal? Well, you're losing energy out of that arrow as soon as it, oh. it's trying to fix it. You're throwing a football that's with the spiral and with that one. Yeah, It's yeah. much harder and farther it goes with the spiral. Same concept. That arrow is flying absolutely oh, perfectly man. true. Then, I mean, you're getting all energy, and you start shooting animals at 50, 60, 70 yards. Mm-hmm. You want momentum in your favor driving that arrow. Not, yeah. oh, we had to fix it the first five yards. Okay, now we're good to go. Right, right. You know? No, so, that makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. So 20 yards what I like to do. My finished bow is at 20 yards, my bear shaft and flesh shaft are hitting the exact same points, mm-hmm. like stacked on top of each other. At 20. At 20 yards. Yeah, you can go further than that, but at that point it's tough because any – if you – I mean, if you don't execute a perfect shot, that bear shaft's magnifying everything. Right. That yeah. makes sense because there's no fletchings on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's I do a lot of that. Bear shafting is not like everybody's thing. So um, when, when you shoot a bear shaft out of a bow uh-huh. and it's not doing what you want it to do, what's the first step? And like say, and maybe my scenario I'm going to lay out is incorrect because I'm, I'm ignorant to it. You shoot your bear shaft at 20 and it's like five inches left. And then your fletched is on the X. Yep. you got to slowly start moving that rest. <laughs> I mean, minutely. It's all in the rest. It's all in the rest, you know, at that point. But in most scenarios, but luckily you guys shoot cure. So it's all going to be able to be fixed just a little bit. Yeah. Now, if this is minute, you can move the rest a little bit. It's not the end of the day. Yeah. But when it comes to um, whenever it comes to the actual um, 
to the actual most bows, it's it's, it's going to be in the rest. But these, these bows or a yoke cable or uh, some different systems where you can manipulate it without yeah, having yeah, to do yeah. it with the rest. Uh, Dang it, man. You make me want to do all that shit. You guys should be, I'm telling you. It's not that hard. And a lot of it's just tinker. Like, you just got to – every bow's different. Every arrow set up. Like, yeah. how do you know that's the best arrow that shoots out of that? How do you know that's the best rest for you? Like, how do you know these – how do you know that's the best draw? Like, you don't know until you – yeah. Or how do you know that's not the best arrow weight or right. the FOC, the front and center right. weight that you want? Um, Dang it, dude. Maybe you want to get a bow pressed and start doing this. Shit. Like yeah. you said, too. Like, man, you guys are more into it enough that we could justify having all this equipment. It'll blow your mind how much. And there's lo- the luxury, I was telling you earlier, the luxury of now having YouTube to go on and, and, and reference off of. It would be different if there's just one Joe Schmo on there. But there's like 15 people talking about the same category. Yeah, yeah. And you just find your kind of two or three guys that you like and that make sense. Yeah. And kind of roll with them. Um, or I go off of, if it's something new, like working on a bow even. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not quite familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I go off there and I watch 15 or 10 of the same video. Yeah. Seven out of 10 guys are doing the exact same yeah. thing. Pretty good chance that's Probably, what you need to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sense. And you might tweak a little off that later, yeah, but that's going to yeah. give you where it's not intimidating you. You can, right. like, oh, yeah, I can confidence do that. in knowing yeah. it. Like, you're it not going to screw it up at least. Yeah, you know what I mean? Some of the moves you're making and stuff right. like that. There's no reason why you guys, especially the three of you, you put your heads together, can't bounce ideas and new tuning things off. Figure some shit Figure out stuff out. Uh, yeah. I think the most intimidating thing for guys, and, and I'm saying, I'm just kind of speaking for myself here, but I would assume is like, Putting a bow in the bow press seems scary because you don't want to, like, fuck up and blow yeah. your bow up or yep. do something crazy. Or, you know, I don't know how to, like, tie in certain things and do all that. Like, that's stuff I had off the tackle. And I'm sure it's not that bad once you right. start getting into it. But. Well, I'll tell you, like, one thing. For example, like, you guys get new string cables, right? Yeah. Say you, got, you hook up with some company and they're sending you custom string cables. Well... Generally, that stuff doesn't come already twisted to where it needs to. Like, yeah. you just assume, like, I take this off and put that on there, that it's going to be spec like it should be from the factory of the bow. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't tell you how many that I'll get that to get that brace height and then that axle axle, all that, that same let off, that same poundage and draw length all will be exactly the same. You might have to do some manipulating to the string, to the cables. I mean, timing's going to have to be adjusted. Like, all yeah. that stuff. It's not average, as just slapping on any string. Most of your bow shops are going to slap it on there. Uh, a person that a pro shop or somebody a little bit more um, takes the next level is going to put that bow back to spec mm-hmm. to where it needs to be the timing the axle axle all that the, the, the appropriate amount of twist on everything yeah yeah so when you get it it's going to be just like the bow before with a brand new string on it yeah yeah I, I can't tell you how many guys will come in man I got this new string cables and it's just never shot the same since yeah, and I paid yeah. 200 bucks for a custom set well they don't just come Especially all day, the guy takes out the package and lets it down, puts it down, and it took three twists just fall out of that sucker. Yeah, yeah. And they put it back on there, and they don't even realize Oh, man, that's intimidating. See, that's, that's right there. Just so, and I was telling Eric a while ago, like, what you guys need to do, like I used to do when I first started. Now I have bows for reference off most of the time, and I, and I know the cam system, so I automatically know them. What you guys need to do, instead of being intimidated by it, just come over here, take pictures of how all that cable, string, everything's on there. So if you take stuff off and you change something and put it back, you can take, go back to reference that picture and say, okay, put that back like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, change everything. Like, make sure that it cross these cables cross here or the yeah, other way. Yeah. Now that little, makes sense. Right? A little more sense like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially between the three of you, you can figure it out. But yeah. you, you guys really need to start tinkering a little bit. It's so much easier now than ever. You've never made – I've never had anybody make me feel so bad about what I don't know about archery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to buy a press. No, no, I just no, no, need to do And I, I learn something new every freaking – just like whitetail hunting, man. Yeah. It's just like whitetail. I learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And I'll change. Like, I'll, okay, the one method that I've been trying to do, well, I'll change it. It don't take much to change my mind on something that might be better. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's always yeah. a better way of doing something. Mm-hmm. You'll find that out. And uh, There's a lot to it, man. Like, it's – 
it's another rabbit hole to where, yeah, it's like there's a basic get on paper and go, you know, you're hitting the paper plate at 20 type tuning yeah. and setup, and then there's... Hit I want to be the dude. I want to hit dimes. I want to be the stud at the archery. Shoot. I want to be a stud at the working class bow and archery shoot that's and shooting no doors in the fourteen ring at yep. seventy five. Yeah, yeah, you can help people out and stuff. It's cool, man. But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys definitely need to get into it. Yeah, we hosted our ASA state qualifier. I'm not going to promise you to make you shoot any better, but your bow is going to be as forgiving yeah, as yeah. possible, and you can't make any excuses. It's good stuff to know too. Like you said, if you have an issue. You don't have to run into a shop that they might not even know the issue, and you can handle it yourself. Like, it, and the way I look at it, man, is everything. We've all been there. We've all watched the hunt that an inch could have made all the difference. Yep. And if you're forgiving your bow that extra inch, yeah, that and you caught the top of the lungs instead of missing everything, like, yeah, those are hard ones to swallow. Ten years looking back, you still remember those yep. situations, or you missed that much under the belly, you know, because you yeah. didn't realize that. That broadhead actually, you didn't practice with it. You just shot your field tips and thought they told me on the package that it flies just like my yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my field tips. <laughs> well, there's just enough drag that it slows it down a yard, and you're shooting just on you know like right. little things like that. It's a lot of stuff that an average ever guy does not factor in. They always want to blame it on the product, right? Uh, oh yeah, and then they go to Facebook instead of actually reaching out to somebody that matters. And yep. <laughs> well, cool, but, man. Well, I appreciate you letting us bother you and uh, come in and. Yeah, helping us and helping us out and kind yeah. of talking us through a lot Teach of teaching some stuff. Oh, I love this stuff, man. This is if somebody wants to find the shop or find you guys in any way, uh, go ahead and just plug it if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, obviously Facebook is a you know that platform is always easy because uh, you can message us on there. It's like a text message. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Um, one thing too, just because we're here in Indiana, doesn't mean people all over the country. I still I'll sell bows to and I'll tune that bow to whatever that arrow setup they want. Mm-hmm. Generally. That's just for me. I'm tuning it to me. So yeah. you might have to do a little bit more tuning for yourself if you have more facial pressure or more torque to your bow or yeah, yeah. different stabilizer setup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, that means that bow's leaving here almost like it's been shot out of a machine. Like it's tuned. So somebody from Iowa could call you yeah, up. Yeah, call like, me hey, up. Hey, I want a Elite Cure and I want it tuned up like this. Yeah, it was an Eastern Axis three, you know, 300 spine with I want 50 grains up front or I'm shooting this kind of poundage and I'll spec it all to that. And I'll send it to you. You know, you pay over, obviously, pay yeah. over the phone or whatever, and then send it to you. And then you can, you know, if you want some little minute change in on the peep side or whatever, then yeah, yeah. you could take it to the, the That's other awesome. Guy. That's cool. Josh, we'll just have our bows drop shipped here. Absolutely. So get them and you can just set them up and ship them to us. I'd, I'd rather do that, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, yeah. Especially with everybody's schedules. <laughs> that way I can come in on my own time and I can, like, like now I can spend the time with you guys. If it's a normal day, a normal Saturday in here. Dude, it'd be chaos right yeah, now. I, I mean, it's just I Good can't. To have I can't spend that extra time with you this you time of year. You want time for us on a Saturday? And I do apologize <laughs> to people all the time. Like when it gets our busy season, like if you want the stuff super tuned, don't come in August. Yeah, don't come in September. You be like, well, well before. I'm that. spending 12 hour days here every day. I don't have. I can't. I just can't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. come in June. You know, come in the off season. Like. You know, we do a lot of league stuff in the winter. I come in there, that's the time to tinker with stuff. That's the yeah, time. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can erase it. Because most stuff you tinker with, you got to give it some time. you got to give it right, a couple yeah. weeks, a month before, because it's a big change. Right. Especially as a bow hunter, we don't like changes. Like, we want what we know already. Yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. It's worth getting our bow set up late. It seems like we're only getting our new bow set up late, but it's shooting every day. Lots of arrows until our first hunt's in a month and a half. A little over a month and a half. Yeah. So it's well, the good thing these elites all have the same feel to them, so it like it's a major, yeah. major change. Cool thing too, because you're 28 inch draw, aren't you? Eric? Yep. And we shoot the same arrows. Yep. And the same sights, pretty much. So shit really hits the fan. We can practice with each other's bow a little bit. And mm-hmm. You never know. That's like when my dad and I did some of those western hunts. We shot the same arrow setups. 
same draw, everything. Yeah. And we were practicing with each other's bows and stuff. So. Yeah, that's something Josh and I can't do. You can shoot my bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I killed that turkey this spring with my wife's uh, elite spirit, which is super funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Like set to her drawing, they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I practice you guys, with it. You guys watch it. At some point, you're going to see some footage where I'm going to eventually shoot a deer with her bow. If it's not like a rut rut hunt, it's like October, yeah. where you're like just lucky to kill one. Like, I'm not taking both bows in the tree. Push yeah. all the camera gear that's it. Yeah, and it's easier for you to shoot her, shoot her bow than it is for yeah, her. So <laughs> Could you yeah. pull his back? Oh, no, I'm sure not. No. Probably not. Just because the drawing's probably way too long. Yeah. Yeah, not because you're weak or nothing like that, you know? No. See what he did? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. She can actually pull back. You'd be surprised how much poundage, but I just don't let her. Should we see? With- Should we have a... Competition. We'll see how much weight you can pull. Well, there, pull more. My rule. I have a rule of thumb. I have a rule of thumb that if you can, the whatever weight. I don't care if it's eighty pounds. It's forty pounds. Yeah. Whatever you can sit down your butt and pull straight back. That's the weight you need to be hunting with. Yeah. Well, because when it's cold weather. Cold weather. Mm-hmm. People do not understand that adrenaline hits. And you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Or, or for example, like we, I've seen scenarios where a person is, you know, they they pull back and held forever. And they got let down and pull back again. Mm-hmm. Do their toast, yeah, like yeah. flat out toast, and they just can't. And they've been doing. Oh, I don't understand why I didn't. The last thing I want to see is you can't pull your bow back with 116 inch deer in front of you. Yeah, you want to talk about vomit all over the place. Yeah, no kidding. Like you, you, you spent all that, that time. You guys, you guys, hunt, you know, yeah. this is a this is real life. Like yeah, oh yeah. 160 inch deer opportunities a year. Very, very rare, slim. Very so if you couldn't pull your bow back because you wanted to be a hero and couldn't pull back that weight. Because <laughs> you wanted like, to be a hero. Yeah. Well, I shoot 65. So I think it's a happy medium. Yeah. And then, uh, like, my dad he shoots 55. What, what do you I mean 55 55 see that's good though. you're you're short and like fairly small my wife shoots she doesn't, she doesn't deer hunt a lot but my wife's at 40 pounds which is like super manageable for her but she's not really hunting a lot with a, so. with a fixed blade broadhead 40 pounds is yeah my wife has had two pass throughs on deer yeah, yeah. I mean, forty pounds will kill a deer for sure. If you have a heavy cut on impact arrow, I got your animal close. It'll blow right through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm gonna close her out. Appreciate you guys' camaraderie and thanks for letting us take over. Yeah, for sure. Fun having you guys. Hey, you guys are good people. Shooters, archery, and Linden. Linton. Linton. Why do I do that? <laughs> that sounds cooler, though. Four times. I can't. I can't. I don't remember town names. Facebook or Instagram, or just call us up. We're yeah. As well. Cool. Or hit us up, and we'll get you in contact. So we did have a lot of people reach out about getting arrows built, and I sent them over. I don't know if they ever called you, but oh yeah, we've we had a bunch of those. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. The real bow shop talk podcast, kind of on the fly and random, but fun. Sorry, PSE. All right, go shoot your butt. We love you. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.